When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Bar Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's when Patrick, the idealionaire, takes songs from a soundtrack of a movie that inspired him for some reason or another. And based on these selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints, breadcrumbs that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. Got it pretty early today. It was Goonies. It's actually the anniversary of Goonies coming out. You said this weekend? No, today. Today? Today. Actually, today. Today, oh, 1985. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why I randomly was able to get the the second clue. Because it was REO Speedwagon, you said? Yeah, REO Speedwagon. I'm not a, obviously, I'm not a huge fan of REO Speedwagon. I think Speedwagon. most of these songs were done for this album. Yeah, I, I recognize this, for this movie. Yeah, I recognize the song, though. I've seen Goonies. Man, I've probably seen Goonies 30 times. Yeah. No joke. And not all, not watch it just on in some form or fashion. Yeah, it's just one of the over the years. I mean, it's so damn old. Yeah, I think I've seen it once when I was a kid. It was good enough. That was good. <laughs> that was good enough. I loved it as a kid. Those were my favorite movies. Well, when as a you kid. start, you go it's back and you look at that cast. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, all these people were no, in there. Like I said, one one of them just won Academy Award. Yeah, <laughs> for it's, it's everything so cool. everywhere all at once. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was it Data? Was his name? Was it? Was that who he was? Yeah. Was it Data? Yep. Yeah, that's why I think we're on their texture center. Yeah, the, the, the inventor. Yeah, at the time, always. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty cool. But thanks to my man Pat, the idealionaire, always hooking us up on a musically themed day of the week. But it is midweek movie music. All right, um, a couple of stories before we get to preview in the NBA Finals, gentlemen. Let's get to this Chris Paul news first, and then we'll work our way through the uh, the rest of the uh, the NBA news. There's actually another NBA topic I want to bring up before we talk finals. But uh, hard, you brought this up, and it is. A done deal seems everywhere now. Uh, Chris Haynes has reported uh, Chris ba- Chris Paul uh, plans to say he plans to play more years, and he is being waived. Yep, uh, by the Suns, and he says, or at least based on the report from Chris Haynes, um, he is looking to join a contending team. So he's not going to retire uh, based on uh, this new this move of them waiving him. He wants to play. So I guess the question is. If you're the Phoenix Suns, where does this lead the Phoenix Suns, first and foremost? And then where do we see CP3 landing in the NBA you know, multiverse? Well, <laughs> where does he end up fitting? Phoenix Suns just got a Nick Nurse as their head coach. So his offense. Phoenix is uh, Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel, 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 Vogel. Vogel. Yes, yeah. and then the musical chair is tough yes, to keep up Yes, because Nick Nurse went to like, uh, yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, he went yes. to Philly. Yeah, it's he went tough to, to keep up with Frank Vogel, yes. yeah. Okay, so you sit here and you look at Frank Vogel's mentality. And he is one of those guys that he likes defense. You got to play defense for him, too. He likes to score because he's got KD and Booker. And what does this mean for DeAndre Ayton, too? Is he somebody that he would keep? Or would he try to go out and get another big man, try to work a trade here? For Chris Paul, I believe Chris Paul will end up going to San Antonio. 
Really? The Spurs? I the, do. The, the, it's, Spurs it's don't a, need Chris Paul. So it's an option of really? – it, it always gets brought up that Pop likes Chris Paul. That's a thing with a young with a young uh, you know star player that you have a guy that could work with him. I don't think that's will happen because I think Chris Paul getting to make his own choice and now that he's a free agent – so it's not so much. I think if it was a trade, it was more likely because yeah. the Spurs could basically eat his cap for a year yeah. and just eat his cap and then let him go after a year. I think that made more sense then. Now he's probably going to try and go to a, a, a bit more of a contender. Are he and LeBron finally going to play that's, together? Uh, yeah, the Lakers. That's a great question. That's a good one, too. That's what I was going to bring now, up. What this about is, the Lakers? This is the other thing for Chris Paul, though. <laughs> because he is the head of the Players Association, or was, I don't know if he still is. I know yeah, he, he, he was for was, many, many years. Yeah. Uh, he can't really take a veteran minimum deal and right. do that because it's bad for players to do that. It is bad yeah. for you. So if you're the head of the player association, you have somewhat of a responsibility to try and get somewhere close yep. to market value. Now, he can say his market value is a mid-level exception, and no one's going to question him. Hey, man, you're older. You're getting hurt a lot. Yep. You, you can go there, and no that one's really going to mind you. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think he can go for that Lakers vet, uh, veteran minimum and try and just join up and win a ring. I don't know if he can do that. Oh, he didn't run again. So he, he probably would have been elected, but he didn't run again. So I think like uh yeah, like two years ago it says CJ McCollum. Oh yeah, elected. that's right. CJ McCollum yeah. too. Um, oh, yeah, that's so right. he, he I think he would have won. He just I think he was tired of it. He was, yeah, yeah. He, he had the position but for that a long was, time. And I think there was part of it too is he knows he's getting to that end of the career and what's <laughs> best for the players association and mm-hmm. what's best for his career are no longer in line. Right. I agree with Agreed. that. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, that's a good point. I, I think there I think there are a few teams actually that could use a CP three. I mean, it, oh, definitely. it depends on what the money is. You know, yep. that's the thing is when you sit there and you go, are we, you know, we just need a guy to come in. We saw what he did with Oklahoma City when Russell Westbrook left. Everyone was like, this team is going to be awful. And he was able to rally those young guys together and put together a decent season. Mm-hmm. He wants to go to a contender, though. So you no, be I'm a, just saying, though, yeah. but you can say you put him on a team. Yeah. And let's say a Miami Heat. That's a, that's not uh, if you say a Miami Heat and he's only making ten mil a year. Lakers Heat, I like that. Philadelphia, and, and you put him on a team like that where he can, yeah, he goes in instead of James Harden. Yeah, that, and yes. you put him on on a team where it's like, hey, we just need somebody with a little bit more leadership. I wouldn't put him on Philly just because that's pretty much a guarantee that you're not winning the title. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> oh come on! I think, I think you need that's harsh. I like that you. Need, harsh, you need someone man. to counteract his, his chokiness in the playoffs. Going to a contender, he's trying to. Break I know, that but stigma. but Philly already chokes in the playoffs. Yes, they do. And then you're going to add another <laughs> choker to that. Oh man, call wanna... him a choker. See, you heard. Am I wrong? Let's, go, interview, let's go look at the stats. The interview he did with Ryan Clark. He said now his daughter goes to school, and people are te- like kids are telling his daughter, "Your daddy ain't never going to win the championship." I know. That's I was cold, like, oh, man. that's cold. That's that cold. cold. You know, somebody's daddy told this. Oh, to yeah, because he was oh. listening. Because he was, <laughs> he was wagering on Chris oh, Paul. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. so out of, let's say he wants to go to contender. Let's say Lakers, Heat, uh, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Which one fits CP3 better? Those are like, those are contenders. You know, I think just the Sacramento, Lakers just you know, because. <laughs> I think Lakers just because. I do. I think if I'm picking, I'll yeah. take the Lakers too. Just, just you know, LeBron to already LeBron. said he's already thinking about all kinds of stuff. Well, now CP3 is available. But the Miami yeah. Heat's interesting, though. The, the Heat's Miami Heat. I think that's the Miami Heat could move money around a little bit easier. That's that's interesting. I, I don't. I just don't think the Lakers have pretty much any flexibility trying to keep Rui Hachimura, trying to keep uh, Austin Reeves. You don't really have a lot of flexibility. To, to really do anything, so I, I I don't know if there is a way they can do it. It makes sense, 
But unless he's going to take a giant, giant pay cut, like veteran minimum pay cut, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Now, on the other side, on the Phoenix side of it, this is part of the new CBA. This is this is what's going to happen with the new CBA. The massive, like you can't just like forty million. Golden State Warriors did the luxury tax. It's, forty million dollars yeah. for a guy who you feel is not worth close to that anymore, and you feel look, it's going to hinder us making moves, hinder us making trades, hinder us signing people because you can lose the mid level exception if you're on that second tier of the cap. You can lose being able to make trades where you get within a percentage. Like there's a bunch of stuff you lose in that second tier of the cap in the new CBA. Uh, of the luxury tax. So this is the new part of, hey, man, we just need to shed off some of the salary. He's not really tradable unless we throw in a pick with him. Mm-hmm. So let's just eat the salary. I'm I'm super rich. I don't mind paying the money. That's that Matt Ishbia doesn't mind paying the money, clearly. He just wants to try and fix this. I will say, everything he's done makes me believe that he is going to run this team in the ground pretty quickly. Just because he seems like he's he's dead set on winning right now. Like, he needs to win a title next year or else all this is a loss. Right. And that is a bad way to run a franchise because what you want to do is, hey, I want to open a window to win for the next five to six years. And if I win one or two, man, I maybe I can win three in the next five to six years. But if you're like, I have to win next year and I will throw everything in the fire, then in three years, you're, you're SOL. And everyone's mad at you because now you, you, DeAndre Ayton doesn't want to be there, and Kevin Durant's now clearly he doesn't. I don't want to think be- Car- I don't think DeAndre Ayton wants to be there now anyway. That's true. Yeah, I, no, especially <laughs> not with Frank Vogel coming. Right. Out. I like right. the texture it brings up the Celtics. Hmm. Yeah, if you CP3. get rid of if you get rid of Jalen Brown, yeah, the, that's what they bring up to it. And trade Brown. So if you trade Brown, Brown sign CP three. Yeah, no, that's mm. definitely that's definitely a guy. And again, you know, one of those guys that I don't know if. That's how I'm going to put in. The with curse, which you already He's seen. older than yeah. the coach. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He would basically be the player but coach. But maybe that's why you want him. Yeah. Maybe that's why you want him because you saw yeah. your coach struggle. It was like, no, man, he could use another coach here, but let's bring in CP3. He's basically a coach anyway. Yeah, yeah. we got Sam Cassell now. We get- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it could happen. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Let's get into the NBA Finals here, gentlemen. Let's preview uh, Game 3 because it is a huge game. You gave the numbers earlier, Harge, on uh, the history of the winners of Game 3 in the Finals when it's tied 1-1. It's a big game. First uh, game in Miami for the Finals, and I've brought it up. You know how – bad subpar Denver is on the road they've been you know below average all year long they're 23 and 25 on the road Miami 6 and 2 at home in the playoffs and in addition to now things obviously switching uh, to Miami and the home court advantage, the dominant home court advantage uh, that the Denver Nuggets have, they don't have anymore. But they got to figure out something in the fourth quarter of these games. Uh, right now, uh, Miami is basically uh, right now winning the fourth quarters. Um, if in the playoffs, they're plus ninety right mm. now, totally mm-hmm. total in the playoffs now in this matchup uh, with the. Uh, Nuggets, I believe they're plus 21 uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, But the Nuggets, plus 29 in the first three quarters. But it is unbelievable what Miami's doing in the fourth quarter of these games. I went and looked at offensive and defensive efficiency quarter by quarter for the Miami Heat in the playoffs. And it's it's mind-blowing. The first quarter, they got a 110.9 offensive rating. Second quarter, 115.1 offensive rating. Third quarter, 116.3. Fourth quarter, 121.6. 
fourth quarter offensive rating for Miami. Jump to the defensive side, defensive rating, the lower it is, the better. Uh, 111.5 in the first quarter, second, 117.2, 117.6 in the third quarter. It is a 102.4 defensive rating in the fourth quarter. They're just a different team in the fourth quarter. They are entirely. They're being they outscored. In. Yeah, they've been outscored in the in the first three quarters, the entire playoffs. But in the fourth quarter, they're dominating uh, their teams in the fourth quarter. They have the third best fourth quarter punt differential in in a single playoffs in NBA history. Yeah, that's the interesting part for me is because of the fact that they are so bad, but <laughs> they also say. They don't care because they're still able to stick around until the fourth quarter. That's the other part of it. Yeah. If you try to blow them out, just like game one, the reason why the score got to where it was, they were too, They were getting blown out, blown out. Like Denver should have destroyed them, but they let them back in, which is why Mike Malone was upset initially about it. We still got to win four games. We can't be out there just playing around. We got to do this. And then in game two, it came back to haunt them again because they didn't close out the deal. Now, some of that may be because of the fact that they are relentless, Miami that is. They are very relentless, and they will get after you, and they will play the entire four quarters. Some teams play three. Some teams play three and a half. Mm, yeah. They don't finish out the game, and mm-hmm. that's what Miami builds their um their mindset off of. You talked about it earlier, the undrafted points that are being scored by these players. Jimmy Butler, his game is not as pretty as it once was in the very beginning of it, but he did score 21 points in the second game, which kind of helped lead his team to the victory. It was a tight victory, but he scored enough points to beat them. Now let's see what happens on this game when they have to be more efficient and smarter in the fourth quarter because the numbers are there. You know the analytics are there, and the people have it, – it's, it's right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. So if if we're getting them, they got them too. So they need to make sure that they're paying attention to what's going on in that fourth quarter. And this is going to be something too for Mike Malone oh, – excuse me, Michael Malone. He's <laughs> got to make sure that he does a better job coaching too in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's got to do a better job. I mean, the Nuggets, to your point, they did have control over game uh, two. They had a 15-point lead in that game. They went on a 29-8 run. Guys, they had a 40-14 run in that game and lost. How the hell do Mm -hmm. you have a 40-14 run and lose the game? Like, that's crazy. Right. Like I yep. don't, and and they still didn't. And to Badger's point, they didn't score enough points um, for for Denver. You said what's your magic number? You said one fifteen. One fifteen. That's that's hard against Miami. One fifteen is against Miami. No, man. no, it's no, no, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what we saw. Is uh, we know the number for Miami is one hundred five. They get like that's the difference in the series. If they can hold mm-hmm. Denver to one hundred five. They can win that game. I think they scored one hundred eight in the last game. Yeah, they were able to win. So like that one hundred five to one ten is where they can win it. Once it gets over one fifteen, it's pretty much Miami cannot match that firepower. What did Denver get? One hundred four the first game. Yeah, and they hey, scored ninety three. Yeah, 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 but they're right. holding them right down that's low. Good though. Yeah, defensively. And, and so you guys have to do it. I, I think you also need to find out today. You got to let Jamal Murray try and take over early. Mm-hmm. Try and get Jamal Murray going. And then you save Jokic a little bit more in that fourth quarter when things get a little bit harder and when they're pushing around. That's a good idea. You don't use his legs all up for scoring 35 in the first half. You have him in the fourth quarter when Miami's really trying to shut it down. You go to the best player in the league and have him consistently put in two-pointers and just score two and score two. And when they're trying to come back from when they're down and you're just constantly just, just keeping them at bay, even if they're hitting threes, it's a long road to hit threes that – consistently 
if someone's just consistently scoring down the other end. That's how I would try and build it. Now, Spolster is going to try his best, and the Heat are going to try their best to stop that from happening. We, we saw, I mean, Jamal Murray only got 15 shots in the last game. He had 10 assists, but only got 15 shots because they know. They're, they're trying to get – They put Jimmy to, Butler on them. Yeah. yeah. They put Jimmy, and they're trying Jimmy. to put the best. But yeah. you, you, Jamal Murray, we've seen what he could do in this playoffs. You need him to come out and play at a higher level to start this game to just get the mood set of, oh, no, we're Denver and we can – because if he starts in shots, then it makes it easier that they have to help off more, and that gives Michael Porter Jr., KCP, more mm-hmm. wide-open shots, and that's when you get down and, and and then it's just Jokic in the middle. And anything you get added from Aaron Gordon offensively is a plus. Uh, he's done well of not shooting a ton. He's done pretty well. Just He's hit some shots that he's taken, mm-hmm. but hasn't taken a ton of shots. Yeah. So he's not just, a liability. Yeah, he has not been a liability of, yeah. hey, man, they keep giving it to him, and he's taken mm-hmm. you know seven threes, and he's hitting one. I think he went two for two last game. So it's it's not that he's taking a ton, but if they're open, he's hitting them. So if you're able to just get some more out of those other guys, which I think if Jamal Murray plays, but this is this is what Jokic's thing has been for the whole for his whole career so far. He needs a he needs a second guy, Damn, and he hasn't had it. Yeah, and Jamal Murray needs to be that second guy tonight. And, and honestly, I was listening to a clip of Steve Kerr on with Draymond Green, and Steve Kerr said that he said Jamal Murray is the head of the snake, um, essentially hinting that Jokic is the heartbeat. Like, yeah, Jokic. Yeah, I mean, either way, you can you can kill them two ways, right? You can take the head off the snake, or you can take away their heart, and it's tougher to do that. It's just it's almost impossible yep. strategically uh, with personnel, whatever. Um, schematically for you to take away Jokic, it's easier actually to try to take away Jamal Murray. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's easier to take away the other pieces, and I think that's the approach that they had. And it was a great adjustment by Spo to have Kevin Love's in the starting lineup. Um, I love Patrick's uh, counter, which is no, no, let Murray control the offense, kind of yep. let him early on, and then you can close. Let, let Jokic be your closer because you need somebody to help you close in the fourth quarter because you're getting dominated in the yeah. fourth quarter. So you need somebody to help you close. That's your closer. And then maybe you get you kind of force Jamal Murray um, into his groove early on. I like that idea, but it's going to be interesting to see the chess match going on. One other thing to bring up, too, that's a, that's big. Bam Adebayo, man, we're not giving him enough props. He is playing at a really high level. I just looked at He is leading Miami in touches per game and points per game in his finals, field goal attempts, and rebounds per game. And it was yep. funny is he's a, he's another one of those guys that had a reputation of not showing up in the playoffs a lot. He had yep. that reputation. So this is a career altering, like a a legacy altering. Changed the narrative. He's yeah, changing the narrative because a bit. he is right now playing as consistently the best player in the series. That's saying something when you're on a team with Jimmy Butler. But he's been out playing Jimmy Butler in this series. Yeah. To that. To, yep. to your point, um, I love this little nugget. So in game two. Um, Jokic and Bam both had four assists. Both, both their four assists led to each of them creating eleven points um, off of those four assists. But Bam had more passes. Bam actually yep. tied uh, Jamal Murray with the lead in passes. He is active, and they're running the offense uh, through him sometimes. Mm-hmm. It is Bam is playing at a really high level, man. He's doing really well. So I think he's got to keep keep that high level. And we still haven't seen playoff Jimmy yet. We still haven't seen Hemi in the finals. Mm-hmm. He, hadn't, he hadn't shown up. He's, he's, he's doing what he needs to do. He's contributing in a lot of ways. He's not by any means uh, hurting his team. He's helping his team. No, but he we does haven't seen extra. It. We haven't, we seen, haven't him seen over a game We yet. haven't seen playoff Jimmy since, what, game two or game three of the Eastern Conference Finals? Ever since Rob so brought it up, that, since yeah. he sprained his ankle. That was early on, but he's been trending. Yeah, he's been he, trending down. He's been trending down. He has, yeah, he, yeah. He, he peaked. It seems like he peaked. Yeah. But you're going to get one Hemi game. You figure. And Is I it going to be tonight? It needs to be tonight. 
And I what is the number on uh What'd you get? Oh, eighty-one percent. Uh, if the, whoever wins Game Three wins the the tournament. And I, I got the a tournament. Feeling, I got a feeling it is a tournament. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, I got a feeling Miami's gonna win Game Three. Yeah. Hey, man, and I'm not saying he's gonna win the series, but I got a feeling they're gonna win Game I, Three. We can we can say we're both saying the same thing though. This seems like a Jamal Jimmy game. Like we yes. know what Jokic's going to do. We we're saying Bam. We know he's been playing extremely consistent. This could swing on Jamal and Jimmy because we you know, look if you're if you're role players if mm-hmm. Miami shoots. Fifty percent from three again, real good chance to win. If if Denver shoots fifty percent from three, they'll probably win. But if if both those even out to thirty five percent, which is still good, thirty five forty percent, then I think it's Jimmy out. and Jamal. Uh, yeah, because that's another thing you brought up the three point shooting. Um, it's worth the mention um, that the Miami Heat have shot over forty five percent seven times in these playoffs. Six times uh, they've shot over forty eight and a half percent. They shot 60% versus the Bucks once, 54% versus the Celtics once, 51.6% versus the Celtics from three-point range, 50%. They shot over 50% three times versus the Celtics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is nuts. That is, that is ridiculous. Nuts. And they, that is absolutely ridiculous. And they shot 48.6% in game two. That's the key for them. They're, if they have a three-point range, they're really, really tough to beat. So uh, we'll talk some more about that and keep up with that uh, good NBA discussion. Gentlemen, there is a story that has rocked the sports world, and it's not the merger between the PGA and Liv. Say what? Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. It's a new home, gentlemen. We don't talk a ton of soccer, but we are a soccer town, and this is worth discussing. We'll get into it on the other side and talk about the groundbreaking, uh, unprecedented uh, news that Lionel Messi headed to the MLS with Inter-Miami. We'll get into that on the other side right here on Baltimore Live 1419. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. I actually want to get to the Lionel Messi news because it is huge news now we are a soccer town uh with mls coming to town and and of course uh we love austin fc and this is a mls story a huge one um and it actually does tie to the conversation we've been having the macro conversation about the pif and uh, a lot of the saudi money and the merger between uh, the pif and the pga and live because lionel messi reportedly gentlemen was offered one a three-year deal worth $1.6 billion from, uh, <laughs> a, from a Saudi Arabian club, Al-Hilal. I hope I got that correct. Um, that was their final offer to Lionel Messi. And so he turned down, and it's from front office sports, a three-year $1.6 billion deal. Crazy money. So he is ridiculous. That amount is, of money. it is that's ridiculous. That's why ultimately, I mean, the PGA was going to lose. I mean, he's just, the, too the, much money. Yeah, they, the money that they are yeah. throwing out there is just it's cartoonish. So Lionel Messi uh, decided to pass on that offer, and he is going to become a member of Inter Miami, mm-hmm. member of the MLS. How about this, gentlemen? The tickets after the news broke, the tickets already increased. Um, from $81 to $422 Ridiculous. for their match versus LAFC <laughs> mm-hmm. September 3rd. 
How about this? It's currently cheaper to go to Game 3 of the NBA Finals in Miami for $416 than Lionel Messi's potential Inter-Miami debut against Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul which is $482 Ridiculous. for a ticket. <laughs> Man, ain't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, by the way, sidebar, Miami. Have yourself a hell of a sports season. Come on, man. What is going on with Miami right now, man? That's it. Right now, so you're talking about they enter Miami against uh, Lionel Messi, their MLS team. The Heat could end up winning the damn NBA Finals. And right mm-hmm. now they're 1-1. The Panthers in the Stanley Cup. And, hell, the Canes made a Final Four run, yep. didn't they? Yep. Wow. And they, everybody's excited about the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. With Tua, too. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Because everybody's crawling. And they, they just got Fangio and just signed Jalen Ramsey. Miami is the spot right now. Hot. They got a lot Sports going wise. on. They got I mean, a lot going on. I want to be in Miami too. Though. I mean, don't we all? Let's be honest. We all <laughs> want to be there. I want to. Hey, the Longhorns were just down there too. They yeah, was, they was hot in Miami. Yeah, and they they took Miami. They took Miami. <laughs> yeah, I love Miami. Miami is a place for beautiful people. I still, I, I'll say it's the only place I've been where even the homeless people are pretty good looking. They're they're decent. They got a lot of tan going. They ain't on. even got ugly homeless people out yep. there. That's just that's what Miami is all about. Uh, okay, how about this though? So. Just already the, the ticket market is responding to the Lionel Messi news. And the, the deal apparently is going to be a record. Now, it's not a, it's not a record-setting deal. Um, it's not the first of its kind either. But usually you don't see deals like this. But MLS has done this before, and that's what I'll get into. But he's going to get revenue-sharing deals. This is why he passed up on $1.6 billion from the uh, Saudi Arabian club, Al-Halal, because he's going to get revenue-sharing for the MLS season pass, which... I have Apple TV, so yep. I do get some. I don't have the season pass, but they give you like free access to some games when you have Apple they TV. They give you a couple minutes, too. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, he's going to get like, apparently uh, revenue sharing of that. He'll also uh, get uh, revenue sharing of their Adidas deal. So mm-hmm. they have a deal with Adidas. He's, he's going to get some revenue sharing of that. Uh, and also, he'll have an option to buy ownership of one of the MLS franchises once he retires. And this is the important part. And shout out to David Beckham because he did it first. Yes, he did. Uh, David Beckham in his prime. And he, by the way, David Beckham owns Inter Miami. I should have thrown that out there. He bought Inter Miami. Inter Miami's been around. They debuted in March of 2020. He bought Inter Miami, and it was based on a stipulation in his contract when he signed with the LA Galaxy. Now, he earned, I think, $255 million in five years there. But remember, um, he bought Inter Miami for just $25 million, <laughs> just for uh give you perspective. Right now, I believe the club is valued at $600 million. Yeah. He, he, he bought it for $25 million. That was part of his contract when he signed with LA Galaxy. Now, Lionel Messi could end up pushing the overall valuation of the club now to a billion. They're going to be the first billion-dollar MLS team. Because now with Lionel Messi, the valuation is going through the roof as well it should. Now, the two, in 2007, at his peak... I remember when this was considered a big deal and really controversial. At his peak, David Beckham, one of the best soccer players in the world. He was with uh, Real Madrid, um, and he was making about $20 million, I think, per season. <laughs> making bank. In yeah. 07, <laughs> making $20 million per year. Yeah, Dialed making, in. Making a ton of money. And he went to the MLS and took a pay cut, by the way, to do it. Everybody was like, man, it's crazy to take a pay cut like that. That's insane. He, took a six, he went to $6 million a year. That's all the MLS could afford to pay. I mean, MLS was just getting on his feet. Right. The biggest athlete in the MLS club had signed. So when the Galaxy signed him, they had to get creative. 
along with the $6 million salary. So basically the contract had numerous long-term revenue and profit-sharing backloaded uh, incentives in it. Um, and it tied to the upside of the league and the growth of the league itself. He insisted, or at least I should say negotiated, two lucrative long-term uh, clauses. He, well, he got a percentage of L.A. Galaxy's revenue. That means concessions, tickets, yep. merchandising, bank. All right. And because L.A. Galaxy doing really well right now. And he also and it was unprecedented at the time. He also once he was retired, there was a clause, a contractual condition that allowed him to purchase a team for twenty five million dollars flat. If he had it, he could buy a team for twenty five million. Now, in 07, the teams were worth, you know, they 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 weren't worth much at all. Honestly, I don't know how much they probably were worth about twenty five mm-hmm. to fifty million dollars. Now, those clubs are worth four hundred to five hundred million dollars. Bet on yourself. Mm. <laughs> That's exactly mm. what uh, David Beckham did, and it's paying off uh, huge dividends right now. And it just kind of shows you kind of the uber marketing upside of uh, of brands, you know, uh, kind of brand association in sports, bringing a brand like David Beckham and bringing a brand like Lionel Messi to Inter Miami is going to be huge. Uh, so give it up for David Beckham because he's the one that really kind of pioneered this type of deal. And he knew all about it. He has the owner of Miami, and he uh, obviously gave Lionel Messi a very similar deal. Now they couldn't they couldn't give him ownership of a team because, like I said, now the teams are worth six hundred million, four hundred million. You can't do that now. But he ha- will have an option to buy ownership into a team. So, well, that's the beautiful thing for Messi too. I mean, he is a guy that that really has um, transcended the game. You know, we were talking yesterday about he and Ronaldo and who they are. As figures, as you said, Beckham was that guy. They made a movie about Beckham. Bend it like Beckham. And now you got Messi playing in the United States. Not only is it something that you talked about Miami and how their ticket prices have gone up, everybody's ticket prices have gone up for that game. It's like when we talk about Mm -hmm. Texas. When they go to certain areas, the ticket prices goes from one thing to it goes to a higher number because they know Texas fans will travel the Yankees, other Dallas Cowboy tickets are, are like that. So with him joining the league, it will transcend the league. We talked about Zertan, who came in, and he was in Los Angeles. You talked about Beckham when he mm-hmm. got to the league. There's different international people that transcend the league, and those are that's the one that's coming in. Yeah, I know you're a soccer household. Yeah, uh, wifey played at the highest levels. Your kids love soccer. Yeah, still well, traveling, not, not winning all, now. Not all of them. Not all of them. Mama <laughs> don't like it. Little mama don't like it. Little mama don't uh, like little it. Little mama ain't into it. But uh, your kids have played soccer, and I know you're a big fan. You go to Austin FC games yep. a lot as well. Uh, I love this text. Says uh, Lionel Messi. Uh, more like Lionel Richie, <laughs> Joe number two. Well done there. Well I like it. I like done it. there. Uh, yes, yeah, the other texture says the new MLS club in San Diego's price tag was uh, five hundred million. So yep. that that's just a smart move by David Beckham at the time, and good for him. Because I remember at the time people thought, oh man, this is this kind of startup league you're you're linking yourself with. What if it doesn't last? Yep. And yep. Man, you took a pay cut in your prime. Well. Paid off for them. It seems like it always works out uh, that way, Yeah, right? like you said, the ticket prices right now for yeah. the Inter-Miami games are through the roof. And all I said, the connection to the Saudi Arabian money. Yeah. Like, it is just, it, it's, 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 it's trying to, uh, as much as they can, impact almost every international sport yeah. that they can. 
Um, I'm not saying that NFL doesn't have to worry about it as much as baseball or basketball or soccer, the international and golf, the international sports. Uh, but I'm sure every every NF every commissioner and every major sport, I should say, they got to be perking up doing some research now. Yeah, about oh, for sure po- about you know the possibility that the Saudi Arabian money could try to infiltrate. Your sports. I'm not like I said. I'm not saying bad or good or anything. We've talked about this, and it's a lot of a lot of degrees of gray. Right? It ain't just black and white. But uh, man, they offered him three years, one point six billion dollars. Yep. Now, I know soccer contracts are wow, but that it for three years. Yep. That for just three years. That's it. Whoa. Yeah. Give me some of that. And he turned it down. And he turned, that's, a, that's a win, by yeah. the way, for those who are against the Saudi-backed sports washing to try to uh, try to wash away their international sins, if you will, human rights abuses and things of that nature. Uh, that's a win. I don't know how. And a lot of people are, you know, marveled and shocked at how my MLS pulled this off. Yep. They already get Messi, a true international star. I mean, are we talking about between Messi? Who's the biggest, most recognizable athlete in the world? Is it Messi? Or Ronaldo, which one is it? It's one of those. Oh, LeBron. I mean, it's like it's probably LeBron, Ronaldo, or Messi. I think Michael Jordan still is MJ. Well, yeah. about, that's that's actually that's active. actually yeah, an actual active athlete, not I, somebody. You know, I mean, hey, Rocky actually is the yeah. <laughs> most recognized. No, he is. They did a, yeah, did a poll yeah. and like, I was like Rocky's up there, like top five most recognized athletes. Not even a real athlete. I would I, I will say I would say Ronaldo. Okay, I will go with Ronaldo. Yeah. So yeah, now you said he's in that conversation with with Messi, but they, they were certainly ready to pay uh, the big bucks and man, cash rules everything around me. Cream the cream, get the money. Yeah, dollar dollar <laughs> bill, y'all. Uh, yeah, but like I said before, you can't we can't really escape the the Saudi money. It's it's everywhere, whether you like it or not. I mean, it's it's a big part of our. It's society. more and it's more in yeah. our in our cycle now yeah. because of everything that's going on how everything's gone about it because before you're, you're more educated yeah we're you're definitely more educated yeah the pif which is the investment fund that's going to be the sole investor behind the merger of the pga and and live and everything else it's the same pif fund that has bought shares of of, of disney recently yep. um showed the fund bought 6.3 million shares of starbucks recently they bought mm-hmm. 1.8 million shares in Microsoft. Uh, they bought a ton of shares in Alphabet, parent company of, of Google. Yeah. Uh, Disney, Facebook. I mean, they're, they're putting that money. They're just, they're, <laughs> some people say they're just they're trying to wash it. What do they got to wash it for? Who's coming for it? Mm. They ain't wash it. I think they're just trying to diversify. They're just trying to just have it. Just, oh, like, no, why don't this di- if we're going to diversify our portfolio, let's use it to get us a seat at the table. Well, and sports is one of those there. things where it will allow them to get a seat at the table. So, well, yeah. They're definitely at the table now. Yeah, no, there's no question. No, yep. They are at the table. Uh, okay, let's come back. We'll get into some off the record on the other side. Right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful 9 Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Ooh, feels so 80s. Love it. 
Uh, it's all 80s. <laughs> week movie music edition of All Don't Lie. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire plays jams uh, from soundtrack of a movie that inspired him. And based on the uh, selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints uh, that lead us to the featured film of Midweek Movie Music. And today, it's all about the Goonies. Um, and who's not a fan of the Goonies? Uh, it's a nice childhood movie. No doubt. I uh, hadn't watched it in a while, but uh, still hits home when I get a chance to see it. Uh, okay, uh, I wanted to get into some off the record. We ain't got a ton of time here, so we'll try to stay on time. I'll just kind of go out some random factoids uh, that I didn't get to in Rod's Round the Day uh, about the Lionel Messi uh, signing with Inter Miami. You know, he sold more PSG jerseys last year than total revenue for the top-earning MLS team, mm. which was LAFC, $116 million. He sold $130 million in PSG jerseys just last year. Yeah, I saw that. That's a big number. $130 million. Yeah. Like I said, he's one of the most recognizable athletes in the world. And uh, how about this? Inter Miami has added 2.1 million Instagram followers in the last eight <laughs> hours. Man. That's 262,500 new followers per hour that is 4,375 new followers per minute, 73 per second. Run me my money. They already seeing the return yeah. the, the, the return on that investment. Immediately. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really, really big news. Um, all right, also big news, CP3 has been waived by the Phoenix Suns. We've been talking a lot about that. I, I saw somebody mention an interesting possibility that we didn't mention. We talked about how he wants to continue to play and wants to go to a contender, um, and, you know, that could be a number of teams. That could be Boston if they trade Jalen Brown. It could be hanging out with LeBron and the Lakers. It could be the Miami Heat. Um, it could be, you know, the, throw another team out there that's a contender right now. Um, they could also be in the discussion. Philadelphia, I guess. The Bucks could be in that discussion. Mm-hmm. Another team that wasn't brought up that I saw on Twitter that's interesting is Memphis. Considering everything that's going on, um, this is a guy who used to be president of the Players Association for a really long time. CP3 has always been, you know, complimented for his leadership on teams. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want about him, you know, being cursed uh, and not being able to win the big one. Uh, but everybody talks about him being a great leader. He's really mature. And I don't know if John Morant's played with somebody who would be considered an elder statesman that he looks up to. So whenever he gets done with his suspension, which is inevitable, which will be announced after the finals, what are your thoughts, Harge, on CP3 as a member of the Memphis Grizzlies? As a contender. <clears throat> I like it, but I don't like it. And the reason why I don't like it is because John Morant, if, if John Morant is going to be suspended, I think that's the only way it works. I I don't see Ja wanting to learn from anybody. I know the reasons why people believe that, but Chris Paul, you and I were talking about this. He's not a punk. He's not going to go there no. and let you just act any kind of way. He's going to show you whether you want to listen or not, he is going to be that guy. But for me – I don't want I don't think that's a good spot for him Man. because of the fact that that team although there's talent I, I don't think that they have what it takes. I know Ja keeps mm-hmm. telling everybody we're good in the West. You are not. You were not good in the West. You got beat by LeBron. You got beat out by LeBron an aging LeBron, a team that is in disarray mm-hmm. a lot of times. I don't think that that's the way to go. I think I love the fact that what y'all talked about about the heat. I love the fact that uh, we were talking about him going to L.A. The that but the L.A. thing to me is too old. Like this isn't the time. He's he's past the time for them to win. 
and him to be it'd on be, that. It'd be really funny if he just worked a thing with Adam Silver and he was like, I'm going to sign there, and Adam Silver denied it. Just to Just to make everybody mad for a day. They're like, no, nah, we would never go in there. The place that I would want him to go would be Houston, to be quite honest with you, or San Antonio. Houston, San Antonio, not contenders right now, though. They got a lot of young talent, but not contenders Yeah, right and now. I don't think he really helps him a ton right I like away. Trey Jones better anyway. Yeah, I, I think I think that there's guys that it's like, okay, you can help mentor. I think that like Ime is going to be setting the culture there. You don't necessarily want Chris Paul to set the culture. You want Ime to do it because he's going to be there. And that's the problem with Memphis. I, I don't think that Chris Paul wants to go there because there's already an ingrained culture, and all those players have been there for years. The coach has been there for years, and he's going to walk in, and they go, can you change our entire culture? He goes, no, I, I don't want to do this. I didn't sign up for this. How much are you going to You're going to pay me $8 million to do this too? You pay me 40 and I'll go change your culture. Yeah, I ain't doing it for no money to have a horrible year that I hate constantly talking to this dumb kid that won't stop being an idiot and then walks around and go, we got this, and I have to go pull him in the locker room and go, stop saying things. Yeah. <laughs> stop. <laughs> uh, he's claiming, I, I believe the uh, the rumor mill, maybe more than anything, is saying that Josh Kemp is going to claim that the gun that he was seen with in the latest Instagram video, Instagram incident, um, was a toy gun. That's and, just for that's, rumor. That's yeah. what they're going to say a month and a half afterwards, as opposed to the second it happened and went, hey, man, sorry, that was a toy gun, probably a bad look, but, yeah. you know, it was a thing. It was just a toy gun in this video. You can't say. Hopefully that was what they said right when he, you know, contacted them about the video. And then, then, it's a more, then it just sounds like that. But if you just came yeah. up with that excuse, I agree. Just Even, even if you did, oh, man. Don't have toy guns. <laughs> Why would you? You don't have a child with you. Why would you have a toy gun? Yeah. As a grown man? Perp- perpetrating. I mean, I actually understand people who have who carry guns on them because they believe they have the right to carry. It's in the Constitution. They go through all the, you know, the legal process of being considered a responsible gun owner and all the classes, and I get all that, and we can debate whether what, they should carry it or not. But why would you – so if he's done that, like I said, if he's a responsible gun, gun owner, then great. And I said he needs to he needs to show everybody his NRA membership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also responsible <laughs> gun owners don't flash their gun during music videos. And I know, fun. that's the whole that's point. We the think thing. he's it's, an irresponsible gun owner, yeah. and he needs to change that narrative. Now, now is this his theory? Is it, we're going to say it's a fake gun, but this is like when you quit smoking cigarettes and you have to have a, you have a, a physical fixation, so you have to like put a pin in your mouth all the time? He's like, <laughs> I am addicted to being an idiot, <laughs> yeah. and so I have to have a fake gun so that I can wean myself off of being an idiot. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, the NBA. Gift that keeps on giving. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. And we that's not even talking about the finals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We got to the we got to the finals a little bit, but still got multiple NBA stories. So it's the NBA we felt a little jealous that uh golf stole a day from them on the sports calendar during the NBA finals. So they want to come back strong today. Doing a good job. Uh all right, we actually have a little bit more NBA uh discussion. That's some Dame Lillard sound I want to get to. We'll play that coming up in the next hour. Also, uh Cowboys minicamp notes, news notes nuggets we'll get into that and possibly of the nfl investigating even more violators of their gambling policy all that more right here on ball don't lie 104.9 horn